This is the Regular Pastor Podcast. My name is Landon Coleman. I am the preaching pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. Today I get to talk with Drew Dixon, the nerdiest guest we've ever had, and that's a good thing because of the technical difficulties on my end. Drew has hopefully saved the day here. So, Drew, welcome to the podcast. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, super honored to be your nerdiest guest ever. There you go. Drew is the uh, co-founder and chief content nerd for Love Thy Nerd. We're going to talk about that in a minute. He is the host of a podcast called Humans for Gaming. Humans that, of Gaming. Uh, but Humans of Gaming. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we'll hear more about that as well. He edits for Lifeway, uh, student editor for Explore the Bible. So that's a great thing, a great ministry for regular pastors like myself who rely on good uh, curriculum, good Bible study material for our leaders and our ministry. So, Drew, take just a minute. Uh, both of my listeners want to know who you are. Introduce yourself. Tell us about your family and uh, ministry projects. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Um I work at Lifeway as a student Bible study editor. I've been doing that for uh, three years. Before that, I did some other Bible study editing projects there. Um, yeah, I have a background in, in pastoral ministry as well. Planted a church before uh, coming to work at Lifeway. Um, and then for about the last oh eight years or so, I've kind of been doing writing and editing on the side uh, on projects uh, related to... Um, engaging nerd culture and video games from a Christian perspective. Um, so that's kind of where Love Thy Nerd comes in, uh, which is sort of a, a new nonprofit that I've started that's sort of a passion project of mine. Um, I've got three kids, seven, four, and ten months, um, live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, yeah, that's about Very it. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So tell us more about Love Thy Nerd. I'm online right now. I'm looking at the website. Uh, you guys have articles. You have podcasts. You have a store. You've got all kinds of stuff uh, that folks can access online. What are you hoping to accomplish through this ministry that you've termed Love Thy Nerd? What's what's the, the end game here? Yeah, absolutely. So Love Thy Nerd exists to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. So... Basically, we feel like um, nerd culture, and so when I talk about nerd culture, that encompasses a lot of things, video games, tabletop, which like board games, um, comics, and um, anime, and all these things that I think the church, or, or people in general would deem kind of nerdy. Um, the church is by and large either ignored or demonized, mm. and so we think that's unfortunate because the reality is, is that more off, more likely than not, you're a gamer in our culture mm. today. Like you're you're a nerd on some level. Like even if you don't play video games um, for multiple hours a day, like you 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 pull them out and you play them on your phone. Uh, people yeah. are super into superhero movies these days. Um, it's not as it's not as uncool to be a nerd today as it once was. Um, yeah. And so there's this huge group of people that the church I think kind of uh, distance just distances itself from at best. And so we want to come in and say, like, you know, tell a different story. Like, we think that if Jesus were around today, he would want to hang out with those types of people, um, mm -hmm. that he would figure out ways to build relationships with them and love them and demonstrate, um, you know, uh, a better way forward for them uh, through the hope that uh, that comes through the kingdom of Christ. So, yeah, that's sort of right. the basics of it. So we do that through um, our website, but also we're planning to do nerd mission trips 
where we'll go oh. to different nerd conventions. So um, <laughs> example would be Gen Con, which is the largest board gaming convention in the in the United States. Okay. Um, in Indianapolis, we might go there. We might go to Penny Arcade Expo, which is one of the largest fan video game conventions in the United States. There's three of in, those. Okay, so when you go to these conventions and you're calling it a, a nerd mission trip, what yeah. are you going to do? You're going to set up a booth? You're going to be passing out stuff? You're going to be playing games? Like, what's the what's the angle on, on missions there? Yeah, so possibly all of those things. Um, wow. For sure, we'll be playing games with people and just figuring out ways to love them and point them to, to Jesus. Um, that's that's a no-brainer for us. But we're still in the process of figuring out what that's going to look like. Um, a lot of the people that uh, are with Love Thy Nerd, we came from a ministry called Game Church. Okay. Um, in fact, I worked for Game Church for about six years. Um, I was the editor of their website, went on lots of trips with them, and we would we would have a booth uh, at these conventions, right? And we would have this giant banner of Jesus with an Xbox 360 controller <coughs> and a headset. Um, you know, like the Victorian uh, long flowing hair Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks kind of yeah. judgy, like holding, yeah, yeah. <laughs> holding the controller. And so yeah. um, the whole idea there was just to get people's attention and to make people go, what in the world is that? So that we could have a conversation. And we had these gamer Bibles that we'd hand out. Huh. Um that, and it was the Gospel of John with some gamer-themed commentary in it. So um, w- for various reasons, we a lot of the people that have started Love Thy Nerd, myself included, we, we kind of um, game church restructured and did a whole bunch of budget cuts and stuff. And so we found ourselves displaced from that ministry. And we all kind of got together and said, hey, like this has been super valuable for us because through game church, we were able to build relationships with all kinds of people that, like, no offense, probably wouldn't come to your church. Like, probably just right. wouldn't show up, right? Right. Um, and it was a super valuable ministry to us where we were able to plant all kinds of seeds that, I mean, I just don't think I would have been able to do otherwise if I hadn't partnered with mm. with Game Church. And so because we found ourselves displaced from Game Church and Game Church is really changing their approach, we kind of said, like, we've got to do something. Like, we, we don't want to just sit on the sidelines and do nothing. And so the idea of starting a more broad ministry that was seeking to reach all kinds of nerds rather than just gamers kind of spun. And we thought, let's, let's do love thy nerd. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so all that to say, um, we may have a booth at some of these trips. We may not, we're still, um, kind of doing recon as it were. In fact, we just yeah. did a trip to Gen Con that I mentioned earlier. Um, a couple weeks ago, we were at Gen Con in Indianapolis, and the whole goal of that trip was to just kind of, you know, like um, a good missionary, I think, yeah, will, yeah. will go and study the culture they're trying to reach. Yeah, before you just jump in and start preaching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so we're kind of in that process of going like, okay, what, what would work here? How could we love people well in the space? Um, how could we meet people where they're at, um, and yet still like get the message of Jesus out there? Um, yeah. So that's where that's yeah. really cool. I've I followed you online, uh, through social media and, and some of the things you've been involved in, read some of the articles you've linked to and posted over the years and, uh, really, really neat to hear a little bit more about some of, of the things you're involved in. I like what you said about so many people today being involved in gaming in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of 
uh, a guy at my church who would probably gladly bear the title nerd as yeah. you're talking about it. And uh, within our Sunday school class, we have a group of guys that play fantasy football. Uh-huh. And he doesn't he doesn't want to play fantasy football because he's not into football at all. Right. But he sort of always uh, gently pokes at us other guys and says, like, you know, that's video games for jocks. Like, you're gaming. Yep. It's just it's sort of wrapped in a different, uh, different exterior. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So a more socially acceptable veneer for some reason, even that's though right. like it can be just as like I think one of the the. Um, criticisms that's often and rightly so leveled against people who are into video games is like oh such a waste of time right right Uh, right and fantasy football like there's definitely people in it who like oh my goodness takes up hours you know yeah well like yeah yeah, my little class league i mean we do a we do a draft we meet up at the church uh we all get in the same room we put up a big board and and post our picks and We've got guys that post articles every week that they write, you know, trash talking and yeah. trades. And uh-huh. it's definitely a time thing. And it's definitely a game. And it's definitely, you know, using electronic media and all that kind of stuff. So yep. uh, point point taken. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I hope he this? listens to this podcast. Yeah, I hope he does, too. And <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he would be uh, super interested, as well as some other guys at our church and some of the stuff uh, that you guys are doing. I wanted to talk to you about video games from the perspective of uh, a regular pastor. And by regular pastor, I usually have in my mind sort of a a loose, fuzzy definition of a guy who pastors a small to medium-sized church. Um, He's not the guy that's up on the conference podiums. He's not the guy getting published. He's not the guy, uh, you know, on the platform at the the SBC or whatever convention denominational meeting, whatever. He's just sort of the anonymous pastor at a regular church uh, doing regular ministry and how how that intersects with gaming and video games. And so I just thought I'd, for the sake of this conversation and for the sake of you knowing where I'm at, I wouldn't, I would not consider myself a big gamer. Um, As far as video games go in my life, uh, I think back, I've always kind of been a, a Nintendo guy. Um, and probably I would say like every time I bought a new console, I geeked out on like one game yeah. and then kind of moved on. And, and it never just was anything that I was really, really, really uh, interested in or committed sure. to. Um, my kids are still playing an old Wii and games that we bought, you know, 15 years ago. And uh, yeah. maybe I played a little bit of... Uh, like a Age of Empires type game back when I was in college and, uh-huh. and had time to do that for an extended uh, stretch of time. So beyond that, uh, I can't tell you that I've ever picked up, uh, and this is not a convictional thing, but I can't tell you I've ever picked up an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller or yeah. uh, you know whatever the latest console is out there. I'm not I'm not hip on that stuff. I don't <laughs> I don't know all that kind of sure. you know the lingo and the stuff. So I I guess I'm curious about two things. One, your personal history with video games, and then maybe even before that, when I shoot you a message and say let's talk regular pastors and video games, I'm curious what comes into your mind with this label video games. That may not even sure. be the term that you would use, but what sort of runs through your mind and what's been your history with gaming? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I've always kind of been a gamer. I think probably from your description, I, that was me growing up only on like a deeper level. So um, I definitely played a lot of games growing up and probably at times didn't always have like a super healthy relationship with them. Mm. Um, so then I think I got to seminary, um, you know, felt like God was calling me to ministry, went to seminary. You and I were in seminary around the same time. Um, in fact, you, uh, put me up <laughs> in your apartment. You probably remember that. Um, yeah. put me up in your apartment when I was visiting, uh, yeah. the seminary. And anyway, um, I think around that time I was kind of like, you know, um, I was hearing things the church, churches around me and Christians around me were saying like, you know, video games are stupid or they're a waste of time or, um, they're all violent and probably mm. are not helping your sanctification, um, and so I was like, well, so I, I really didn't play them hardly at all during seminary and kind of buckled down and, and knocked seminary out. Like you just like cut that out of your life? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And hmm. so towards the end of seminary, I want to say, no, I guess it was like when I started pastoral ministry, I planted a church in Alabama. And um, as you can imagine, if you're in a rural, fairly rural part of Alabama, there's not a lot of culture around mm. there, um, which has always been an inter- interest of mine. I've always been interested in pop culture. Um, and um, so I got in contact with a site called Christ and Pop Culture and eventually started writing for Christ and Pop Culture. And then I started editing for them. And uh, I, I noticed that there weren't a lot of Christians writing or thinking critically about about video games, about interactive media. And I kind of thought, well, well why, why aren't we? Um, and, and if there were, it was like sites like, um, like Plugged In, which is a ministry mm. of focus on the family, which kind of like they count curse words and tell you what bad, <laughs> what bad stuff is in it, Yeah, which is yeah. valuable. Like as a parent, I'm like thankful for those types of, of things. Sure. Um, but we're not taking that medium on its own terms and thinking Christianly about yeah. it. Um, and so I saw a big void there. Um, and not to say that I was the, that nobody was doing this. I'm sure there were people and I did, and I have some friends that were doing stuff around that time that inspired me. Um, so like Richard Clark, who started, uh, Christ pop culture was an influence on me in that regard. Uh, but I just saw a ministry there that, uh, Hey, you know, this, this is a huge deal. There's like, I think 155 million Americans play video games for at least an hour a day. Wow. Um, so, so there's this huge swath of people who are super invested in video games. And the only thing the church has to say about it is kind of like, well, this is kind of weird. Um, or, <laughs> or the church is like, this is, this is sinful. Like, you this need is to, just bad. Yeah. Like you need to change your, your pastime. So yeah. I, so I dug back in and got into it and I can say, honestly, from that point on, uh, video games have always been a part of my life, but have never, have very rarely been a negative part of it Mm. um Mm. you know there's the rare occasion when my wife will say like hey um i think you're playing this a little too much or something um which like has always been uh i've always like made an effort to receive that really well uh yeah you know uh not to pat myself on the back but you know it's um yeah i i think and i and that may be the exception to the rule i do think when we talk about this given the popularity of games like Fortnite, we do need to talk about what does responsible engagement look like. Right. Um, but 
but I think also I want to push back to the regular pastor a little bit, who I'm just guessing the regular pastor is either like you who doesn't get it to some degree, yeah. like no offense, but yeah. it's just not a world you, you live in, right? Yeah, um, correct. Or they're kind of a little skeptical of it. So I right. want so I want to like gently push the person who's a little skeptical of it and say, well, what does what does the Bible have to say about yeah. the idea of of video games? Now, obviously, video games weren't around in the first century, so Paul's not dealing with that when he writes to Corinth or to right. Thessalonica. <laughs> but right. but I think we can even go back to the very beginning and see that. The Bible does have something to say about the concept of play. Right. Um, so this idea of playfulness, I think, is actually woven throughout the Bible. Um, so, like, one of the easiest examples maybe is, is well, there's two that come to mind. One is is what God says about everything that he's made, right? So God makes things in the Bible. He speaks things into existence, and then yep. he pronounces them good, Right. Um, they're tove, they're good. In fact, the world is very good. And so um, as image bearers, we are going to make things that are good as well. And so so things in creation, we need to be really careful about not just kind of carte blanche labeling them evil. Um, that's sort of like a basic, a basic right. thing. But I think too, even you can say in, in creation, God is having fun. He's enjoying himself. He's not creating because he has to. He's in sure. creating because he enjoys it. And so there's a precedent there for enjoyment. And, and of course, yes, we're created to work and to bring order and beauty and benefit out of the world for, for the glory of God and the good of other people. But also God told Adam and Eve to rest, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and of course, I think that's, that's a worshipful resting, but it's also the, the point there is like stop working. Like yeah. make sure there's a rhythm in your life of not producing stuff like not producing things for other people and for yourself and so um so yeah so i want to push back against this idea of like video games are worthless because they're not productive whereas yeah. we're, we're supposed to take time to not be productive um, right for uh, as as you know people made in, in god's image so a lot of this a lot of the stuff you're saying just kind of makes me as you're as i'm listening to you it makes me think of like a, a c.s lewis or a tolkien these guys who they did create worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't digital, but they were they were worlds that they yeah. created, and and people live in those worlds, you know, through mm -hmm. reading. And uh, it would be interesting to to bring those guys back and bring them up to speed on technology and and sort of get their take on you know these worlds that we've created, these yeah. characters that we've created, and and things like that. So when I say to you, we're going to talk about video games. You, it sounds like your mind sort of runs from everything to, you know, like computer games, console games, all yeah. the way to the little apps you download on your cell phone and you blow up the bricks or the bubbles or <laughs> yeah, the, you know, right. whatever. I mean, all of that you just lump in the in the category of video games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, they, you know, any kind of interactive media, I think, is kind mm. of what we call video games. Um, you know, there's been debates about this, like what actually defines something as a video game, because there actually are quote-unquote video games where you don't accomplish an ob objective necessarily. You just walk around in a space and mm. just explore it. And so does it yeah. have to have like an objective or whatever? But, but yeah, I think in our modern sort of parlance, 
yeah, all those things are video games. So there's a lot of people out there who think they're not gamers who actually are because they play Candy Crush Saga every day or exactly or, or yeah. uh, you know um, Clash of Clans or something. So just on a base level, would Drew Dixon? I don't care about all these other people and their debates. Would Drew Dixon say all games are created equal, or would Drew say there's sort of a hierarchy of, I don't know, sophistication or value or or uh, you know. Yeah, uh, how how a game can honor God, or mm-hmm. ha- I mean, how would you break that down? Yeah, it's a little tricky when it comes to video games because they're so different from other types of media. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, you you consume, you sit down and and watch a movie, you sit down and read a book, you sit down and listen to an album. Um, with a video <coughs> game, you you sit down and you play it. And so you're bringing your desires and, um, you know, your will to some degree into mm. that space. And now, of course, a good designer is going to limit how you can interact with that space and what you can do with it. And there are certain games, I think, that, yeah, are not... Um, sorry, my daughter... I don't know if it's... <laughs> Mike is That's picking awesome. that up. That's my daughter crying in the background. Yeah, no worries. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so so no, I don't think they're all created equal necessarily, um, but but I do think it's important that we think through that element of of what what of ourselves we're bringing to the table. Like, I can't change the message of I don't know what's a good new movie or maybe an old one, something like Saving Private Ryan or something that's not new, but it's one that a lot there of people know about. I think people of our age remember that film. Um, so it's in some ways it's a it's a film about the horrors of war, but I can't change the message of it. Um, right. Uh, but with a video game, I can to some degree to to an extent, um, and so mm. that kind of makes them this really unique uh, medium that we're still kind of trying to figure out how, like what that means and what that does and how to engage it well. Um, it's almost like a second level of creation. You've got the one level of the the game designer or the maker mm-hmm. who has has created this this world, this medium, this whatever, and then you've also got the user that comes along, and they you know their interaction with it, their uh, assumptions, worldview, all that kind of stuff also plays into yeah. what is there. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and I think too, there's like you know with anything. Just kind of as an aside, um, with any kind of media, there's going to be things about it that are really wonderful and good, yeah. and things about it that we're not, as Christians, perhaps we're not super into or super excited about, or think that they're they're necessarily the best message. Um, so, uh, you know, as image bearers, there we're going to see because everyone, even if the person who's making a game is not a Christian. Perhaps their worldview is they're an atheist or they're agnostic. Right. Um, because they bear God's image, they're still going... The creation that they make is going to reflect, on some level, God's beauty, right. God's truth. Um, right. You know, uh, g- God's goodness. But yeah. uh, on the flip side, we're also broken, right? That's right. We're broken by sin, and so anybody who's broken is going to reflect that brokenness in some level on the things they create. And so like a good rule of thumb I like to tell people is um, when you consume media, when you watch a film, play a video game, or listen to a piece of art or uh, you know music or something, we've got to be thinking about is this celebrating sinfulness 
mm. or is it depicting it? Um, yeah. You know, is it being honest about it? So there's a yeah. lot of a lot of films that are pretty honest about some things in our world that are broken, and I think that can be good for us. To, yeah. to the Bible's written that way. Um, there's a lot of messed up things that happen in yeah. the Bible. Um, I mean, just flip to almost any book of the Bible in the Old Testament. There's some messed up stuff going down. Um, yeah. But the Bible's not going like, oh, hey, look, look how wonderful, um, you know, something horrible like um, sexual assault is. I mean, that's right. in the Bible. But what the Bible is saying, look how horrible this is. Look how, look at the consequences of this. Look how it destroys human beings and relationships and things. And so, um, so yeah, we need to think about that when we play video games, especially as we bring our own input to the table. Like, yeah, if I'm doing something in a game that's like sinful and I'm doing it because I enjoy it, like you know, it's something to think about, something to think through anyway. Right. No, I like the I like the insight there, and I think most people can connect with with what you just said on a movie or a TV level where you can watch a, a program, uh, you know, a series or a, a movie, and you can say there's bad, sinful things happening, but they're not being glamorized. Like, they're yeah. just being presented as real and destructive and hurtful and all the consequences. Um, and, and unbelievers can portray that in movies, mm-hmm. and, and, and we see that. And it's interesting. I've, I, I don't know that I've ever made the connection between that also being true uh, in the in the gaming world, I, I'm curious to know if I just threw out the the big broad question without any caveats. Should a regular pastor play video games? Uh, wh- how would you respond? Um, I would say they don't have to, but what they do need to do is to be aware of them and to mm. to make an effort to understand them. So, um, you know, I think. Like any kind of hobby we take on, um, you don't need to take on every hobby that's represented in your church. Um, I don't think that's what Paul meant by be all things to all people. Um, but I do think that you need to make an effort to understand things. And, and, and so you, you likely, the regular pastor out there listening to this probably has a good number of people in their church who are gamers. And they yeah. may not know it because they may be feel a little out of place in the church. So yeah. um, a good step is to like make those people feel welcome, um, mm. you know, make those people feel loved. Um, try to un- understand their hobby. So if you're kids or, or, or maybe it's a college student or maybe it's a 40-year-old guy in your church who's really into games, like just ask them about it. Why do you like this? What are you into? Tell me about it. And ask with like a real desire to understand and not to to just make them feel stupid or whatever, um, right, right. You know, I think that's a good a good step. But uh, but yeah, playing them, I think it's they're fun, and so they can if we if we have a like a responsible relationship with them, they can be a real source of like joy and enjoyment and happiness and and community, but also in mission. You know, mm. um, like it doesn't have to be. Um, so those people in your church who are kind of introverted and are maybe into video games, or may, they're not necessarily even introverted, but they're just into video games, like help them see that there's opportunities for mission uh-huh. in, our, in that hobby. There's opportunities for mission in every hobby. I mean, you were talking about fantasy football earlier. Um, you know, you can turn that into a ministry pretty quickly if you invite, you know, some of your non-Christian friends to come be a part of that and, 
you know, right. do the whole draft thing and have it be super fun and you have great food there and people are laughing and poking at each yeah, other yeah. and having a good time and like all of a sudden a relationship's formed and yeah. So, um so I think like video games there are so many opportunities to to game together with other people. Uh, we think of it as this isolating thing, but it's it's mm. really not. There's a lot and, more often than not people are gaming with other people when they game today. And I think that's something in my brain and and maybe it's just the the change in technology uh, from when I was really, you know, had any connecting point with video games. I think of video games and I think of escapism. Yeah. I think of uh, like me time, like I'm, sure. I'm unplugging from Which there's a place all my responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. But there's what a place you're for describing, things, yeah. you're, you're describing way more like a, a connecting point rather than mm-hmm. escapism, something that at least has the potential to bring people together to, to give a, a starting point for relationships and maybe even a starting point for gospel conversations yeah, um, absolutely. with, with the folks you're interacting with. So if a guy's listening to this and he, you know, regular pastor and he's thinking, okay, I know I got some young people in my church that are gamers. I know I got some, some adults in my church who are into this. What would be your advice for a regular pastor jumping into this world? One who either, like you said, has just been detached or one who maybe has been skeptical uh, and maybe a little bit critical, negatively critical, and begins to think, maybe this is a world I need to engage with. Um, What advice would you give those guys? Yeah, I think um, I would kind of go back to what I said earlier first is just just be genuinely curious. Just make an effort Mm -hmm. to get to know these people who are into that kind of thing. Why do they like it? Why are they into it? That's a great first step. Um, and then secondly, I would say educate yourself about the things that they're playing. It's actually surprisingly easy to do this today. Uh, I think for some pastors and people, it feels like that's just another world. Like, I don't get it, right? Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. all this, like, inside uh, baseball-type language. For sure. For um, sure. And so a great resource, you know, I'm patting my own back here a little bit, but a great resource, I hope, for that is Love Thy Nerd. Um, so we, one of our goals with the website is to have just really great content that like anybody would want to come and see, like your atheist friend would read one of our reviews and think it's interesting. Um, but secondly, we, we, we kind of talk about it like preaching two gospels, although we know there's only one gospel, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but that word gospel literally means good news. So there's two types of good news we want to share. And one is the good news of Jesus. We want to share that to nerds. Um, the second good piece of good news that we want to share is the value of, of gaming and nerd culture to the church. So you want to help educate the church about the value of, of gaming and nerd culture and how these things can be opportunities for mission, how they can be uh, places where we can see God's truth, beauty, and goodness on display. Um, and so we're, we're constantly trying to put out articles that will educate people about about these kind of things. So a couple of examples, we published an article called Are You Wrong About Video Game Violence? Um, hmm. So that's still, it, it kind of fell out of the cultural conversation, but recently when uh, our president, uh, President Trump, re-examined, wanted to, you know, have some people re-examine video game violence, it came back into the media. And so we yeah. pub- published that article to just kind of be like, all right, let's look at the research. Here's what, what the research that we we, we have now actually says about aggression and video game violence um just so people can kind of understand and 
we, we yeah. had a guy who did a ton of research. Um, we had another uh, post we, we put out not too long ago called Dear Fortnite Mom. Um, and yeah. so there's this mom that posted a viral, her, her video about Fortnite went viral or she was just complaining about how her kid's always asking her for money to play Fortnite and she's just fed up with it, um, to, to buy stuff on Fortnite. And so we're like, Hey, let's write her a letter that just informs people about what Fortnite is and how it works, how it's marketplace works. Because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are like, what is a microtransaction? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what that even is. Like, yeah. why is my kid asking me for money for shirts uh, in a video game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, so yeah, so I hope that our website would be a source of education for people no. to kind of get their bearings on some of this stuff. No, and I, I would just ch- chime in and say I, I agree with that. And I don't think you're wrong to toot your own horn there. Uh, just in getting ready for for this discussion, I got online and and read some stuff, and I read uh, "Stop Shaming Fortnite Kids." Yeah, and some of the articles, and I thought, man, this is good stuff. Like, I it's not really the world that I live in personally. It's not really the world that uh, my kids are particularly involved in. But I know people uh, who are connected with this stuff and involved in this, and I thought there was some just some some very helpful practical things, both for understanding what's going on and then also thinking about how to engage it yeah uh, you know whether you're a parent or a pastor or whatever so yeah. i think you guys do have some great resources oh, thanks there. man yeah if, if you uh, go to um if you go to lovethynerd.com at the very top yeah. there's a tab that says education yeah and if you click on that that'll give you kind of all of the articles that are more like hey here's you know here's uh some some kind of nuts and bolts tips on 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 how to understand this culture so yeah that'd very be a great cool. place to start so if a regular pastor uh, just said, man, I'm busy, I got hospital uh, visits to make, I got counseling to do, I got sermons to write, I got uh, church class fellowships to go to, why should I add this to my busy life? Yeah. It's going to take away from some family time, possibly. It's going to take away, it's going to take time from somewhere. Mm-hmm. What would be the biggest reasons you would say, here's why you ought to at least think about it. Here's why you at least ought to maybe put your toe in the water, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, I think <clears> the <throat> biggest reason is, is because your church is already is. Like the people that's where they that, are. Yeah, that's where they are, and you may they may not admit it to you as their pastor. And if they don't admit it to you, then there's a problem because, you know, <laughs> because, well, and, and it may be on their end, but it could be on your end too. Like, are you creating a culture of, of yeah you know are are you are you is, have you made is, it shameful yeah are you creating a culture of kind of pharisaism rather than yeah. discipleship um so yeah those people need you to help them engage this responsibly so you know i think because video games are a big part of our culture they should be a part of your preaching you know you don't don't preach about <coughs> it all the time but like we're gonna give examples and illustrations in our sermons that are um relevant to our culture right if we're preaching right thoughtfully and faithfully so yeah i think i think it should be a part of your preaching i think you should be informed about it because the people in your church are and then also there's just this massive swath of people across the globe today that are into it um and and so if we want to reach those people we need to be able to speak their language on some level yeah Uh, we see jesus doing that quite a bit you know he was accused of being a glutton and a drunkard because he hung out with sinners and tax collectors so um here's one way that you could create a culture in your church of hanging out with 
sinners and tax collectors, people who probably are not, your church is not going to reach if you just kind of go the standard routes of outreach. Um, yeah. So there's probably people in your church who are into gaming and nerd culture. Um, connect them with something like Love Thy Nerd or, or figure out a way to host a game night. Maybe it's a board game night or yeah, yeah. Um, or something at your church or just, just figure out ways to, to, to engage that culture missionally. I think, no, that's I think cool. there's a huge opportunity there. I like it. And I think for most people, if you can get them to see this, uh, you know, through missionary glasses of here's a, a, a culture or a subculture, if you want to call it that, of people that we want to reach with the gospel, it really is kind of a non-threatening way to encourage people to build relationships and, and reach out to folks. Uh, because like you said, so many people are involved in it on some level. Yeah, um, I know we're short on time, and so I want to throw a couple of questions at you real quick and just get short, sort of rapid-fire answers to a couple of things that are at least in my mind and I'm guessing in the minds of, of a few other folks. So sure. a few rapid-fire questions. What is the What are the dangers that go with playing video games, biggest dangers? Uh, I think the biggest danger is uh, overindulgence probably. Um, mm. So we used to be worried about violence but then now the research shows that it's not it's not actually causing people to be physically violent in the real world um okay or if it is some sort of factor it's very minor <coughs> comparatively so that's that's kind of what the research says but um and actually very few people are actually quote unquote clinically addicted to video games mm. but um i think that we think that they are <laughs> but yeah, yeah. what but what the problem that we do have, I don't think addiction is actually a big, as big of a problem or like gaming, quote unquote, gaming disorder is a problem. What is a problem is just overindulgence. Okay. And so I think generally as a culture, we don't do, um, what is self-control, I guess, very well. Right. On so, any level. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just video games. It's like, you know, the, you have parents that are flipping out about how much their kids play video games, but at the same time, like they've got their phone out at the dinner table every night. You know, the parents. Yeah, and they binge watch Netflix right. every evening. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think that's that's the biggest thing with just media in general. Like, let's let's think about how to engage us in a way that's going to be beneficial to me as a human being, beneficial to me as a Christian. Um, let's think about how to engage us in a way that's like communal and. Yeah. You know, I think it can be something you do in isolation, like. We need times where we just unplug and rest and don't, you know, and I think a game can be a fine way to do that, but let's do it responsibly. So I think that's where we need, we either flip out about addiction or we go the other extreme and, and just say, oh, it's totally fine. We need yeah. to find the response, what we need to find that middle ground where responsible engagement is. Yeah. What would you say about violent video games? Just brief thoughts. I mean, yay, nay, be careful, it's no big deal. What do you think? I think be careful, especially with your kids, for sure. Um, okay. I, I think it's, I always tell people it's wise to go by the rating scales that, you know, the, the ERSB puts out. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't buy mature, rated mature games for, for your um, preteen. Um so, and you mentioned plugged in earlier. Do they rate video games? Do they review video games? You know, they. I think they still do. Um, I do know you think that they're just? I'm putting you on the spot. Are they helpful or no? Or uh, is, I think no. Like anytime you can inform yourself about what's in a game as a parent. So I'm a parent. Like as a parent. Yeah, that's super helpful. Um, okay. So 
but uh, but I do think some some Christian media around games still kind of has a real fearful uh, okay. um, vibe to it, and I don't think I think for an adult uh, they can play like you know Fortnite or or Call of Duty, and it's not going to. Um, yeah, I, I just think we need to allow some room for Christian conscience on that subject, I guess, would be my quick answer. There's no, so much fair. more that can be said. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the quick answer is I think there's some freedom there, and we need to just yeah, yeah. love each other and try to figure it out. And parents, be careful. Or yeah. be aware. Be aware. Absolutely. Inform yourself. Educate yourself about what's there in games go. for sure. Yeah. What would Drew Dixon say about, uh, you mentioned Candy Crush, uh, just the, the mindless kind of puzzle games that people use to fill any idle moment. Is that yeah. a good thing or a bad thing? I don't like them, and I don't play them because of the way their re- reward structures work. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not super into, I don't find them meaningful to me. That's not to say that they can't be engaged in a meaningful way. Like I think something that just kind of gives you a break mentally, uh, where you can kind of, you know, take, take a break. And like, like we said earlier, escapism isn't a bad thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think some of the escapist stuff that we do, like say like reading Lord of the Rings or something like that can challenge you to imagine a better world than the one we live in. And I think that can be really valuable. Like the Bible calls us to imagine a better world. Um, or a different world than we live in when, that's more righteous, more, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, more yeah. just. Um, so, so I think there's a place for it. Probably it's, it's not my jam. Um, you know, there's also these, you may have heard of like loot boxes. That's another big thing, not in candy crush, but like in games like overwatch and things. Okay. Um, so I don't like those as they're basically work like, um, like slot machines. Like the more you play, the more chances you get at a loot box. And when you open it up, it'll give you different like outfits or, uh, um, like, like dances or, or poses that your characters can do. Um, okay. I think it's a bad reason to play. Uh, yeah. Just to unlock something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like playing for some sort of digital, like, uh, cosmetic reward like that. Yeah. I want to play because I want to hang out with my friends. Um, like that's a, to me, that's like a intrinsic reward rather than an extrinsic re- reward. So yeah. reward structures are things we need to think more about. Um, and so I try to, it's not that I don't play those games, but I just, I try to like say, okay, I'm not going to play for this stupid digital reward. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm going to play, I'm going to play because I want to hang out with friends or I'm going to play because I enjoy it and I'm just going to enjoy the game experience. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I mean, we just barely scratched the surface and, uh, it's obvious to anybody listening that I know nothing about video games and Drew knows a whole lot about video games. So for those who are into it, check out Love Thy Nerd and, uh, people can find your podcast, Humans of Gaming. I don't think we talked about that. What, what could people find if they, they tune in or subscribe to that podcast? So it's pretty unique because we talk to game designers about their spiritual beliefs, basically. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So we have all kinds of super successful, super creative uh, board game and video game designers, mostly video games, but we're starting to talk to more board gamers, uh, board game designers. Um, sometimes they're Christians. Most of the time they're not. It's not something where we ever debate, so I don't ever debate them about the existence of God, but I just want to hear their story. Um, it's kind of a microcosm of what we're trying to do with Love Thy Nerd. 
Uh, on that podcast, we're literally trying to build relationships with our guests and just um, just get to know them and let them tell their story. And so, um, you know, occasionally we'll have a Christian on who gets, you know, and, and that's an opportunity for the gospel to be shared because they'll share their story and we get, you know, they get to share about their relationship with Jesus, which I think is is super compelling. But at the wow. same time, the next week we may have Ken Levine who made Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, these, you know, massive games, uh, really, really popular games. And he'll share about how he's an atheist and um, huh. we just have an open, open conversation about it. So it's, it's pretty different. There's nothing out there quite like it, I don't think. Very cool. So people can check that out. I'm assuming it's everywhere. Yeah, iTunes yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You can even listen to it on YouTube. Um, Sweet. And you can find it on our podcast, too. It's, it's a podcast of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. There you go. So I'm on Love That Nerd. You go to podcast, and you got uh, a couple of different things listed there. So. Yep. Yep. Free plays so, or cool. other podcast, which is kind of our com- yeah, sort of like a community based podcast, but they get into all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff. Like they just put a episode out about nonviolent video games, which we kind of talked yeah. about. So um, that Very might cool. be of interest to people as well. Well, man, it's good stuff, and it's a whole new world uh, for a guy like myself, and I'm guessing for a lot of others who. Um, either just have never intersected personally uh, with some of the things going on in in nerd culture or gaming. Are you allowed to say nerd culture if you don't feel like you're part of that culture, or is it then like only insider language? I think like, it's fine. You get to, it's okay. Okay. As long as you're not like those, you know, saying it derogatorily, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, so. yeah. Certainly don't want to insult anybody, uh, but I I think this is good stuff. Uh, for guys to think about in ministry, uh, because it is a, a such a big part of of life for so many folks, yep. and you can ignore that and just sort of have no connecting point, or you can find a way to talk to people where they're at, as they think, as they live, and uh, find a place for community and relationship and the gospel. So I like what you guys are doing, and uh, glad that there's some smart guys uh, on the ball on this stuff. So. Man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, hope that folks, if they're interested in this, will check out Love Thy Nerd and uh, the Humans of Gaming podcast and the Free Play podcast looks like some great stuff. So, Drew, thanks thanks, for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, man. And I do want to say a quick word to your listeners because I realize I said some things that they might be kind of like down on. They might be against video games or nerd culture. And I just want to say like, I re- like local pastors are my heroes. Uh, you, you guys are doing awesome work, and um, and if and if I said anything harsh, it's only because I love you, and I really believe in the work that you do. <laughs> right on, right on. I like it. Good stuff. Hey man, this is uh, it's been a good conversation. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Regular Pastor Podcast. Uh, after you go check out Love Thy Nerd. You can get on and find uh, resources for regular pastors at regularpastor.com. Links to social media, uh, previous articles, previous podcasts. Uh, We'd love to hear from you with questions or suggestions or ideas. Until next time, this is The Regular Pastor, out.